tips, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. turn. As a reach, one off the inside and commandeering go together. Mossini is third, followed by See For Yourself. Bobby Axelrod getting through. Tin Tin winners next. Commandeering led the way. Mossini up on the outside with As a reach. Mossini through there in the centre, charging at commandeering and gets up. Mossini beats commandeering. Tin Tin win As a reach. Bobby Axelrod, See For Yourself and then came Clever Miss. That was Mossini taking out the Oslav Plumbing. Benchmark 65 at Gatton last Saturday for jockey Paul Hamlin and Dale Gro trainer Dale Groves as we welcome you to Bushbeat for another week here on Radio Tab, rounding up the country racing news. No non-tab meetings in Queensland last Saturday, which was very strange. It's only about one of two weekends a year that we end up with uh, no non-tab programs. So we've got an opportunity today to be able to dig into a couple of nice stories for you this morning. And one of those is uh, the... Uh, uh, continued success of trainer Georgie Holt, who is going to join us this morning following a double at the Townsville Tab program last Saturday. Weren't any doubles to highlight out of that Gatton meeting for the Lockyer Valley Turf Club last Saturday, but some good racing there covered by Radio Tab and Sky Racing Network right throughout the afternoon. I'm thrilled to be able to say my partner in crime is back with us after convalescing for a little while. He's not 100% yet, but he's certainly on the mend. Welcome back, Rob Luck. Yeah, good morning, Tony. Good morning, listeners. And I got a bit worried when I looked at the programs and saw there were no non-tab meetings um, to report on for the return to Bushbeat in week two of my recovery, Tony. And uh, I knew quite well we'd still have plenty to talk about, which uh, we've been known to do. But, Tony, could I firstly just thank all the well-wishers and uh, people who have phoned in and, and asked how I've been uh, going following the, the double bypass operation, which came a little bit out of the blue, but it wasn't totally unexpected. And uh, it was just lovely to to uh, know that people out there always send uh, well wishes and to let you know that I'm into week two and I can do a 10-minute walk a day. And I've been on the golf course, but thank goodness there's a buggy that Mike drives me around <laughs> in. So I get a bit of fresh air. But I will do a shout-out, if I may, because while I was in St Andrews Hospital when they where they did a great job, Peter, or Pete from Coulomb. I don't know, I can't remember his surname, but he's an avid golfer and an avid punter and he's an avid listener to Bushbeat and he was following on a week later from me in getting the, um, the same operation, basically, and I think he was using me as a mentor to figure out what he was going to face uh, when he came out. So, Pete, if you're listening, I hope you're recovering well and you might be in week one of recovery. I'm only just a slight step ahead here, but great to be back, Tony, and uh, talking about country raising. As I said, Rob, we didn't have any non-tab programs on the weekend, but it gives us an opportunity to be able to reflect on some of the uh, goings-on at the track in recent times. And what we're going to do first up is wind the clock back uh, Sunday a week ago to the Sunshine Coast and a great win and the Phillies and Mayors class one over a 1,000 metres for Maurice Press. Clevy Lady, the leader, brilliantly is coming through and Thor is still there and Maurice Press down the outside finishing strongly. Clevy Lady, Maurice Press out wide. Clevy Lady and Maurice Press. Maurice Press out wide for Ivo. Maurice Press has won, drew away to win by two. It's the photo of the minors between Clevy Lady and brilliantly followed by Saltery Soul Spirit Thora. As Josh Fleming said in the call there, Rob, it was Murray's press for Ivo, and he's got a, a bit of a, I guess you could say, a soft spot in his race calling career for trainer Shane Iverson because Josh tells me that 
Ivo trained the winner of the first race he ever called back in 1998. And here he is some 20-something uh, years later calling him winning there with that uh, particular runner. And that was Sunday a week ago at the Sunshine Coast. But there's a great story behind Maury's Press that you're very familiar with, having seen Maury's Press go around at Longreach. And we thought we'd dig deeper into that story this morning with Shane Iverson joining us on Bushbeat this morning. Good morning, Shane. Yeah, good morning. How are you? Yeah, good morning, Shane, and uh, lo lovely to hear uh, Josh with that call uh, with Maurice Press for Ivo. And, and I know with uh, texting Josh after the race, I think he would have preferred me to text him before to say that it was a good $5 bet. But even people like Craig Smith had filled him in on the story behind this particular mare. But uh, you'd filled me in a little bit back in that Longreach meeting. Uh, I think it was a Sunday where we had the transferred meeting from Blackall. And, uh, look, this mayor was absolutely outstanding on the day. Just give us a background of, of Maurice Press, how you came about getting her and that win at Longreach that set the scene for this win at the Sunshine Coast. Yeah, Rob, well, first of all, it was Melbourne Cup Day that I took her up to Longreach because um, the meeting, I did have a um, nominated for a race here in Charleville on that same day, but as you'd know, our track isn't... In use at the moment, we had to go somewhere else, so we decided to take it to Longreach. Um, but first of all, how I got harbour was um, I um, trained her mother, Samori, for the Nolan family when I was training in Trauma. They, they bought it from um, at a dispersal sale of uh, Godolphin. Well, it would have been Darley at the time, and they are all um, want to buy street cry mares, and they bought her as a maidener, and they given me to train. I won two or three races with her in Toowoomba, and then Unfortunately, she went amiss, and um, uh, they put her to press statement, and uh, this is her first foal, as far as I know, and um, they gave it to Mark Curry and Tumba to train, and he gave us three starts. And I think she started favourite each time or two of the three times and just got beat, and then um, spelled her, and then out of the blue, Basil just rang me up one day and said, would you like to train Maurice Press? And I um, jumped at the opportunity, which I would have. Yeah, great to see Basil Nolan in that ownership. And um, Shane, the uh, when he when it was with Mark Curry, I noticed there was a long layoff too between uh, the two runs, August September twenty, and then February twenty one, and then again it was a bit of a layoff. Has there been quite a few issues with this particular mare? Oh, uh, I don't think so. I think it was more just immaturity with her, as far as I know. Like um, she has got a bit of an offset knee, but that doesn't seem to worry her. But um, yeah, I think it's just more um, letting them mature into a nice, you know, four-year-old horse sort of thing, yeah. I remember talking to you at uh, Longreach that day. Excuse me for my dates, because after being in hospital, I'm not even sure what uh, week I'm into at the moment, mate. <laughs> but um, I remember talking to you, and uh, you, you'd mentioned how well the track work had gone, and even though it was, it was a very weak maiden, just tell us about that win, because it was a manner that was impressive with a over a nine-length win, and the time was sensational. Yeah, well, sort of, um, well, we always knew that she, she had ability. And I, one day here, I um, because we couldn't, I always like to give my horse a baritrol or a jump out before I give them their first start from preparation. And we hadn't been able to do that because of the track renovations that was going on here. So I thought, bugger it, I will find out how, how the, she does go. So um, my, my benchmark horse here at the time is was Nick the Skip, so I decided to gallop her with him and, she um, absolutely brained him in, in a bloody 800-metre gallop here on the track. And I thought, well, she you know, she's, um, she does go all right. And 
I was humming and hiring about taking a tumble for a maiden and then um, at the time the jockey Anna Bacos was chasing wins so she could win um, some apprentice jockey premiership or something so I said oh she's out here doing all the hard work on that I might as well just take it and give her a kill and give her Anna a, a, um, another win sort of thing but yeah, you know, more or less was taking the long just for a six thousand dollar barrier trial sort of thing. And Yeah, it turned out that way, but it was super impressive and and then you went to Roma, but obviously that on that day the sand surface not in the favour. The it's it's the only um blemish in the copybook uh, in these in these runs she's had for you. Yeah, well, that day and another you know, that day I had one in earlier in the day and a maiden and, and and Anna was on it and she got thrown and had to take to hospital and then I had to put a replacement jockey on and he didn't sort of really know her and, you know, one thing led to another and, and um, I don't think she really handled the track or the surface or the tightness or something because Basil did say to me once, try and keep her away from tight tracks, you know, because she's such a big mare and big long stride and things. So, But anyway, she got beat that day and was dragged back to the drawing boards. How do you then go from a, a win on Melbourne Cup Day at Longreach and running seventh in a Class 1 at Roma on Roma Cup Day to then deciding that Sunshine Coast is going to be the next target, Shane? Well, it really wasn't. Um, after Roma, I did have her nominated for a Class 1 in Toowoomba and on a Tuesday before, she bloody ripped a bottom eyelid and I had to get it stitched up. So, And because of the drugs they put in to stitch it up, I had to give it a miss. And then there wasn't too much about on the provincial scene, so I decided um, to take it to Emerald with a couple other horses I have here. And um, so I took it to Emerald, and she won the infamous no race that day up there. And, mm. um, and that's why you know, not too many people knew that she'd had that race two weeks before Clounder, and she, she was a lot fitter than what people thought she was. And you know, she was an unbelievable prize at Clounder, I thought. And and in all fairness, you made uh, Sky uh, presenters well aware of that uh, prior to the race and in a great interview afterwards again. And uh, I'm sure, as I said, Craig Smith made Josh Fleming well and truly aware of it. So I think he was noticeably excited for the win. And when you look at the win, 57-46 home in 33-79, Shane. And what I liked about it, she came off the pace. Yeah, well, we, you know, we sort of... The, the race she won at Longridge was she just, you know, I, I could have won that on her and I, I fell off a horse at the bloody merry-go-round at the show. But, um, <laughs> And then an Emerald, Tess Townsend rode her and, you know, I just said ride her like the best horse in the race. So she jumped to the, to the front from the outside alley and she led, led by three or four and won the same. And and then um, going into Clounder, I got a, a really good mate on the, who lives on the Sunshine Coast. He's does a lot of punting and watches a lot of racing at Noly Thompson and I, I rang him and got him to do the speed maps and that for me and he, he told me there'd be a heap of speed in it so I said well from the alley only the one thing we can do is, is go back and, and Clounder is the best track to experiment that on so that's what we decided to do and you know you don't tell jockeys like Cole Wilson Taylor anything what to do and then I just said ride her how you find her and, and um, just give her plenty of room and that's what he did yeah, he came off with seven winners over that two-day period, five on one day, and I know two on that day. And uh, what are the plans now with Maurice Press that she's um, done so well? Because I just love the notion of any in any sport, when people go from the country level to this provincial level, they're moving up all the time. Uh, what are your plans now? 
Um, well, I, I I got a straight... Well, I, I took three down to... Um, down the race that weekend. I'd raced one at Warwick on the sad day and took two to Clandra and fortunately the one at Warwick won as well. So, And I knew the weather was going to be stinking hot out here the week after. So I, I drove them straight home that night after Clandra and I got here just on daylight on the next morning. So, And uh, they just had an easy week last week and I've been back into them again sort of over the weekend and this weekend and um, there is a race at Emerald TAB meeting on the 5th to suit Maurice Press as a 1,000-metre benchmark 55, but we sort of more leaning to take it to Doombin the following week for 1,110-metre Class 3, which I think would suit her a lot better now that she's sort of into a preparation a bit further. You know, sort of ride her back off the pace a little bit at Doombin in an 1,100-metre race. I don't think there'll be $21 bet around her if you do manage to get to Doombin after that win at the Sunshine Coast. No, no. The... the Worst thing was that the winner at Warwick on the Saturday was twenty dollars as well, and <laughs> a ten dollar all up the two of them would have been a good good return. We're always clever afterwards, Shane. Well yep. done with what you did there with Murray's Press. That's great to be able to, as Rob said, uh, step up from that country level and bring them to the the major provincials. And the next step is the city, by the sounds of things. And we wish you all the, all the best with this mayor for Basel. Yeah, good on you. Thanks so much for that. Thanks for joining us this morning. Shane Iverson with us on Bushbeat. As we said, Rob, that's just a great story to be able to, to step up like that. And that's a fairly short space of time too, going from Melbourne Cup Day at Longreach to them winning uh, before Australia Day at the Sunshine Coast. I think that's a fantastic effort. Yeah, and, and, and the story revolving around that Emerald no-race situation where people didn't know it, but as Shane uh, did on the day, he made sure the, uh, the Sky uh, presenters knew all about it and they uh, covered it well. And great to see Basil Nolan uh, supporting Shane. Of course, Shane's had plenty of success in the city before, hasn't he? But doing a great job out of that Charleville base now. We're going to uh, move on to our next guest this morning who's been in sparkling form over the uh, the last couple of weeks or so and uh, look back at what happened there at Townsville on Saturday. Down to the turn, I dream of green, quickens it up. Leads a length and a half, let's go, Bobby. They've raced three lengths to Lovers Blind, then Cat in the Rain, and further back to Raiden Bernie's Tiger. They're in the straight now, 250 to go. And on the inside, I dream of green, tackled by Let's Go, Bobby. Two lengths away, Lovers Blind, and then came Raiden. Let's go, Bobby, showing the whip past the 150. Dash is clear now from I dream of green. Lovers Blind is running on well, but Let's Go, Bobby, down to the line. Wins bike a good thing by two lengths to Lovers Blind. Third, I dream Dream of Green, then a gap to Raiden, followed by Cat in the Rain and Bernie's. Let's go, Bobby, winning on Saturday at uh, Townsville, taking out the uh, the Logistics NQ Open Handicap over 1,200 metres. Rob, that was uh, one leg of the uh, winning double there for jockey Nathan Day. Trainer Tony Comerford also had a double on the day. But importantly, Georgie Holt had a training double, including Let's Go Bobby, and the other winner for Georgie appeared with uh, Annie Mariah. Georgie's been in sparkling form with plenty of winners at the TAB program at Townsville and joins us on Bushbeat this morning. Good morning, Georgie. Good morning. Morning to you, Georgie. And with a name like Let's Go Bobby, I know one horse that I've had with the stable name of Bobby. I've got to keep following this one. Two in a row for you. Congratulations. And look at the stats for January. You've had 20 starts for six winners, a 30% strike rate. Congratulations. Thank you very much for that. Uh, yeah, January seems to be our month. Um, we last year sort of had quite a good strike rate in January as well. So I'm just hoping this year it sort of hangs around a bit longer. It's a long way till next January. So um, <laughs> hopefully we can stick it out a bit longer this time. I was actually going to ask you that. Is there a bit of a pattern sometime with stable certain times of the year? Because, you know, when you look back at your December figures, uh, they were two from 24 and, 
And these horses, Let's Go Bobby, Anna Mariah, River Tycoon, Hit Snooze, Muzzle Top, you know, they're producing the goods for you. Is there something in the air in Townsville or is it just the competitive side of racing uh, changes at this time of the year? Yeah, I guess there's a few things that come into play. Uh, you know, Let's Go Bobby had a nice spell, um, so we, we missed her, obviously, for, for that time. And Annie Mariah, she was out a little while as well, and she's a little tubby horse, so she takes a little bit of time to come back. So, you know, I guess you put your better horses out for a well-earned break and um, just happens that they sort of went out together and we certainly missed them quite a lot. Um, we had a little bit of success over in the country meetings uh, for a little while, but we certainly were very quiet in the tabs and um, it felt like 12 months between wins, but um, I think we've finally finally bounced back a little bit. Yeah, five from ten for the stable with Let's Go Bobby, the Mara Zara, and she's sort of peaking at the uh, the right time. You mentioned these country meetings. You support them well, don't you, because you must be enjoying this time period coming up at the moment with Townsville on again on Friday where you've got nominations and you've also got noms, I think, at Innisfail and Bowen with the tab meeting on Sunday. Yeah, that's right. Um, we try and get to them um, as much as we can around the area. Um, you know, obviously, you do have to have the suitable horses for most of the country tracks. We've been lucky with Hit Snooze. She, um, she doesn't mind, you know, Charters Towers and Home Hill and the likes of those tracks. Um, so we try to, try to get her out and about and around. Um, but yeah, so we, yeah, we just got to have the right horses at the right time of year, I think. And we've been lucky now. We had three phase. She won the Pentland Cup, um, so that was that was pretty enjoyable for us. It's it's good to get the little wins as well as the the ones at home. And with all the Townsville meetings at the moment, uh, our horses quite appreciate not having to do the travel in this hot weather. Yeah, Hit Snooze has been another one that's consistent. Didn't Hit Snooze uh, get to the point where it basically was a Battle of the Bush um, qualifier finalist? Yeah, she had a crack at it last year. Um, we sort of just took a stab and sent her down there, even though she didn't actually uh, win a qualifying race. She ran um, second and third and um, managed to get her way into the race anyway. Um, so she had a bit of an awful run at the race but she had a crack so um yeah that was good i thought one of your keys to success you would have mentioned might have been the jockey on board in the pre-training for all these horses uh (laughs) doing all that hard work yeah absolutely um you know we've we've got a, a baby he's four months old now and so i've sort of you know been busy doing the mum thing for a while and aiden's absolutely aced it you know he's um, taken on everything he possibly can to make sure things are a bit easier on me and we certainly would not be where we are without him, that's for sure. Yeah. And your stable size, George, you must be continuing to grow. I notice more two- and three-year-olds coming through and are you still doing, uh, still in the um, just outside Townsville with the good setup there? Yeah, that's right. Um, so we do keep our numbers normally around the 16. It's comfortable for us. Um, you know, we have a bit of room to grow. We have our stables uh, just near the track as well. So mm-hmm. um, we've got an extra seven boxes now, so we've got room to take more. Um, but we do keep majority of the horses out in the, on the property. Uh, they like the nice and quiet surrounds and the um, paddocks that they get to go out in and have a break and a play around every day. And um, so I think that makes a, a big difference to horses that have come up from the hustle and bustle. Um, but, yeah, we have good supporters of our stable. Uh, Ross Donovan and Peter Malpass send us quite a few babies. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's certainly 
um, exciting for the stable to move forward in those steps as well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw um, the Malpass name in a uh, in one of the newer. Was it a two-year-old or three-year-old for uh, Townsville Friday? Yeah, so they've got um, they've got three with us at the moment. The pair of them um, can join. We've got Mr. Whittington, Mersey Girl, and Dominant Rose, uh, the three of Ross and Peters that they share together. Um, so yeah, they're all sort of racing at the moment together and um, keeps us on our toes. And your old favourite Langrow must be uh, it must be a chance on Friday. No pressure on you, but for the listeners, is there is there something in these TAB meetings, whether it be Townsville or Bowen, that you'd uh, point us in the right direction with? Uh, yeah, Langrow. I mean, he's having a crack at the mile again, um, which he hasn't done for quite a long time. Um, he is sort of coming to the end of his racing career, so we'll see we'll see how he goes there. Um, he's got. Hopefully he can draw a nice alley, but we've got Rick McMahon back on board, so that's certainly a confidence booster. Um, we take yeah, a couple in Bowen. Um, Hit Snooze has definitely snagged a hard race um, with Big Jake and Marino in at Bowen, but um, you know, same again. If she can draw an alley, I mean, if, if she'll be there up with them, sort of hopefully in the end. But um, yeah, we've we've got a few going around the woods this week. Um, River Tycoon put in a super run at Townsville um, a fortnight ago, so he's up again on Friday. Um, so hopefully he can put it together again and knock him off. Is there space in the stable uh, for a few more if people are listening and thinking, gee, that Georgie Holt sounds like a, a <laughs> nice girl. I might send her a horse. Are, are you ready yeah. to take a few more? We have, um, we have moved a couple on, um, so a couple of horses that, we think are suited best, um, you know, sort of further country racing, um, especially that are still a bit acutest that people can pick up out there. So we've moved a couple on in the last week. So, yeah, we do have a little a little bit of room to take a couple more. <laughs> and, of course, Georgie, there <laughs> happens to be a cutest sale in March. I'm sure you might target again this year. Yeah, yeah, we'll pop down again and have another look around and um, see what we can find. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, congratulations on the uh, the January success. We hope that continues at the uh, the TAB program on Friday at Townsville and also at Bowen on uh, on Sunday. And hopefully it's not just a January thing. You can turn it into an all-year-round thing. <laughs> that would be lovely. Thank you. Georgie Holt with us on Bushbeat. Another lovely story, Rob, and it's wonderful when we actually get the opportunity like this. Normally we have so much racing content that we've got to uh, get, back, get through each and every week on Bushbeat. But to be able to showcase a couple of trainers like this that are doing great things in country racing at the moment has been great. Yeah, Georgie's uh, been building that team over the last few years and doing a great job, and of course with Aidan there as well, and great to see that success, and I'm sure the winners will keep flowing. And just talking about trainers, Tony, a quick wrap-up of the trainers' premiership. I know we're in a bit of a, a lull of proceedings, but when you look at the tr country trainers' premiership, three trainers sitting on the lead on 23, Tanya Parry, Billy Johnson and Todd Austin, mm. and in the jockey premiership, and Georgie mentioned Rick McMahon, he's sitting second on 21, one behind Dan Ballard on 22 and Brooke Richardson on uh, 18. So it'll hot up, of course, as we get into January, February and country racing returns. We have uh, a non-TAB meeting for Australia Day tomorrow for the Kilcoy Race Club, along with uh, TAB racing tomorrow, the Gold Coast Turf Club racing at Aquas Park, Bow Desert. TAB meeting's coming up Thursday at Rockhampton, as we mentioned, Townsville on Friday. Good to see Bundaberg Race Club with a TAB meeting on Saturday and the Innisfail non-TAB meeting this coming weekend. And yes, Bowen Turf Club with a TAB program on Sunday. 
I just love the way these TAB programs are coming into place, um, particularly in these country areas and giving great exposure and the build-up of all the provincial and country prize money. But we'll be back. I'll be back next week because I said this week was only half the show for me, Tony. I'll get through <laughs> half halfway. But you can continue to email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au where I'll be back on the weekend. The girls have done a marvellous job uh, maintaining the business going through this uh, awkward period for me. But uh, we'll be looking forward to more country uh, racing from the weekend and back next Tuesday. Tony, um, good morning to you and listeners. Fabulous to have you back on the show. Have a great week, Rob. Thanks, Tony. The winners, the people, the places and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat. One more stop off on Bushbeat this week before he gets ready to call some more racing action through the week. Let's catch up with Tim Edwards with what happened at Kingscote on the weekend for the Kangaroo Island Racing Club. Yeah, thanks, Tony. Um, yeah, we had a big weekend at Kangaroo Island, didn't we? It was the first of three big race days on the island. Of course, the January meeting is the non-TAB event. Um, and then, of course, in February, we have the carnival, which is coming around really quickly. Um, we had some pretty ordinary weather, as uh, we mentioned earlier with Steve, on the weekend. It rained pretty much all day on Saturday in Adelaide. And we had rain over there at Kangaroo Island. It certainly wasn't to the extent of what we had in Adelaide, but um, certainly dampened. Um, I guess the crowd uh, numbers that were on on track that day. Um, obviously, people obviously electing to stay home uh, wasn't as big as the years gone by. But um, nevertheless, they soldiered on, and and the track, which was the most important, very fairly, um, and it was um, a lovely service put on display by by Mick and his team over there at Kangaroo Island. So. No doubt the trainers will be going away full of confidence that the February meeting is certainly going to proceed and, and proceed well too. And hopefully we can get some big numbers as far as trainers and horses are concerned. Um, as far as results are concerned, race number one was the maiden. It was won by Cates Valley, David Tootle Sr., who took the ride. Steve asked me how old Toots was, and I, I think he's somewhere around that 60 mark now, Toots. But he's uh, as fit as a fiddle and uh, obviously looks uh, not a day older than 30. He's a... Uh, doesn't age um, uh, at all, Toots. He's just uh, that sort of guy, and uh, he rides uh, particularly well, and he got his first winner on Saturday in the first event with Kate Valley. For David Hall, who's a local trainer um, over there at Kangaroo Island, and she was able to break her maiden status, winning the first event on the program. Uh, race number two on the program, uh, it was over the 1,050, and Oakfield Geronimo had its first start in South Australia, formerly trained in Queensland. Paula Trenworth brought a team over there to... Kangaroo Island, as she normally does. She loves it over there on the island, Paula. She's been going there for as long as I have been. Um, and she had her first winner with Oakfield Geronimo, who uh, was able to win first up. Jade Doyle wrote her first winner riding this horse to victory, and it sat outside the leader. Gee, it was impressive. It's worth following it. It just rode the speed and just uh, just careered away over the concluding stages. So Oakfield Geronimo, very impressive win for Paula Tremworth and Jade Doyle taking out race number two on the program. Uh, in the third... Of course, it was a six-race card in the third race here at Kangaroo Island. Uh, good race. Taipan Tommy was able to sit behind the leader, Rodney. Uh, those two cleared away from the others. Uh, Rodney, ridden by Justin Huxtable, who was uh, back in his hometown of Kangaroo Island, uh, enjoying the, uh, the home crowd, I guess you could say. Uh, he kicked away, turning into the home straight, but Taipan Tommy, for Stacey Callow, was sitting right behind him, and uh, Taipan Tommy, for Dennis O'Leary, was able to get over the top to defeat Rodney and gave Stacey Callow her first winner on the program, winning race number three. And uh, she is riding particularly well, Stacey. Uh, of course, she rode a winner at Panola on, on the Sunday as well. Um, race four was over the 1360, and Splash Some Cash, who, of course, has got a wonderful record at Kangaroo Island. He'll be no, he'll no doubt be back to uh, 
have another crack at the uh, the Kangaroo Island Cup this year. Uh, he has now won three times at Kangaroo Island and has placed on one other occasion. So he's uh, certainly flying. He loves it over there on the island. He was a super win. He carried 64.5 kilos for Justin Huxtable. He sat outside the speed. And he just put them away. It was a terrific win. And no doubt the followers of Splash Some Cash will be uh, filled with confidence as it heads towards the KI Cup this year. David Page, the winning trainer. Race five was over the 1360. Uh, winner was the ladies' man. Nice win, too. This horse um, having its fourth run back from a spell, trained by Paula Tremont. He's a lovely-looking horse. He's a grey. He's a chestnut gilding. Uh, and Paula brought up her second winner. And Stacey Callow brought up her second winner with the ladies' man, who was able to basically lead throughout. And when challenged, he found plenty. So uh, he may be worth following in that race as well. The track specialist, Hurricane Sunny, carried 61.5. And, and he just wasn't himself on the weekend. We know he's better than that, no doubt, David. We'll uh, bring him back for the carnival in Feb. So, nice win there. And in the last event, race number six, we saw the winner being run on, trained by Paula Tremworth, bringing up a treble for Paula. And Stacey Callow rode her third winner, bringing also up a treble for Stacey. So, run on, third run back from a spell. He did it comfortably. And, and Paula, I believe that was her first treble of winners uh, on the island. So, or anywhere, really. But um, she's only got a small team, Paula. But one thing she does do is she sets her horses absolutely perfectly uh, for particular race meetings. And she always attacks the Kangaroo Island Carnival. Uh, and no doubt she'll be coming back in February as well. Uh, and she had three winners and stole the uh, trainer's honours on the day. Stacey Callow rode three winners as well. And as I said, she rode a winner Sunday at Panola. So she is a young lady, Stacey Callow, that is certainly progressing. And uh, she's starting to really make a name for herself in South Australia. She's only been here a short time, but gee, she's very well balanced and um, she just um, can just control a race so easily from whether she's leading or mid-race or whatever. She can judge the pace of the race uh, and she's certainly going places. So it was a pleasure to call her riding three winners and a pleasure to call Jay Doyle riding her first winner on the program. So there was lots happening at Kangaroo Island, Tony, on the weekend. We now turn our attention to the February Carnival in about three weeks from now. Yeah, it won't be long before we get back there, Tim, and looking forward to uh, the carnival coming up, and that's going to be Thursday the 17th of February, and then, of course, the big program uh, for Cup Day coming through the uh, Dudley Wines Kangaroo Island Cup that will roll around on the following Saturday. Good luck to the clubs racing this week. The non-tap meetings on Wednesday Australia Day at Kilcoy and at Innisfail on Saturday, along with all of the other tab venues. Bow Desert tomorrow, Rockhampton Thursday, Townsville on Friday, Bundaberg Saturday and Bowen on Sunday. And we'll be back next Tuesday at the same time on Radio Tab with Bushbeat, rounding up all of the country news.